the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I tried to make coffee. I know. I'm, I'm it didn't work. It. We're I'm out. It. We were out of uh, f- coffee filters. So, uh, oh, that's pretty nasty. <laughs> I put. So it. I tried to use paper towel as a filter. I've done it before, and it failed. <laughs> Simone, Simone's got coffee grounds floating on the top of her coffee right now. I'm very good. You got your your teeth. Uh, you got little holes between your teeth, so you can kind of sieve it through. No. <laughs> but I carry one of these around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I tried. I failed. I'll have hey, to. I'm drinking it. If you happen to walk into the break room, Heidi, just ignore it. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll clean up the mess. Okay. I got most of it. I'll take care of it. Okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> there wasn't any more That's the way you want to start off your day, let me tell you. Making a big mess in the coffee oh, break know. room. That's just the way you want to start your day off. Okay, today's the day. All right. I'm sitting here looking at Simone's husband saying, you can't vote tomorrow. Well, wait a second. If you're in Pennsylvania, maybe so. <laughs> That's where we came from. So I, I'm kind of thinking tomorrow. <laughs> you, know, you might might be able to. What, I got to ask, what is this about the Powerball? Did you hear about this, Heidi? They, didn't, they couldn't pull the Powerball numbers last night. They had some kind of technical difficulty. So nobody knows who's going to win two like. Two billion dollars today. Maybe that's the issue. They do know who's going to win. Yeah, it maybe so. They know it's it me. Yeah. They know it's me, and they don't want to give me that much money because I can do something with two billion dollars. Yeah, or a billion, or near nine hundred ninety-seven million. I probably can cause some some problems. Well, I think doing the math is what it broke down to is that's what it is. Is you you walk away with like seven hundred and forty eight, and then after everything else is done, is you walk away with like three hundred and something. No, nah, it's a lot more than that this it? time. Yeah, it. I here's what I do. You look at what they're saying that you get if you take the full amount. Take twenty five percent from that and say that's the government's, and then the rest is going to be yours, and that's tax free at that point. Well, don't they take half basically immediately if you take the cash option? Well, yeah, they are yeah. taking that. I mean, two billion dollars that leaves yeah. a billion, and then take twenty five percent of that, and that's what you're going to get basically, because the federal government I think takes twenty two or twenty three percent, and then uh, most states say somewhere around two to five percent. So, you know, so you probably walk away with seven hundred fifty million, a little over nine hundred. 
A little over $900 million. Get my car fixed with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I wouldn't get it fixed. I think I'd just throw it away and buy a new one. Well, I'm pretty sure at that point in time is I would never drive again. Yeah. Well, here's the key. All right. Bottom line, they decided to do the drawing last night the Pennsylvania state election way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right in. Hey. <laughs> Mail in. And, Mail in and, and, well, they said, you know, it would be a week before we know what the vote was. And we may never know. Because in Pennsylvania, when you get to Philadelphia, Philadelphia is the new Chicago, okay, as far as voting goes. And what they do is they wait till all the votes come in. They say, how many do we need to win? Exactly. What's under the table over there? <laughs> is it why they call it Philadelphia? <laughs> I mean, it's... But they, it was Chicago that started all it. Well, not really. Boss Tweed started it in New York City back in the 1800s. I mean, cheating's been a, a, thing, a thing for a long, long time. I'm going to have some people on here, uh, I think, next week. And we're going to talk about, okay, so you're using, uh, you know, the, the computers. And, yeah, they're not hooked up to the, the, net, the uh, Internet. So they can't cheat that way. However, there's only there's one company, one company that uh, registers your vote, counts your vote, and gives out the the results. How do you know? And nobody knows what kind of you know was it algorithm. algorithm they use. And so everybody's saying, well. Everybody's using it, so we don't think that they're cheating. Okay, I'm glad you can feel that way. So nobody got to them. We're going to talk to. It. We're going to talk about that next week. And is this not the same company that does basically most of South America's voting system? I have like no Venezuela idea. Was it called ESNS or something like I that? I think they were the same as the ones that were doing Venezuela. Is it? And they they do the counting in like Germany or you know is it somewhere overseas? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's probably it's it's in one of those countries that you call when you have a problem with your computer. Right. <laughs> and they're trying to talk to you and they don't talk good English at all. So yeah, anyway, we'll we'll talk about that next week and uh, That's India. I mean, I, yeah, there you go. And I I find it interesting in that nobody knows really who owns this company or anything. They don't know much about them. Which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. Do, so. do you think the Clintons might own parts of it? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no I was idea. Say, that could be good or bad. Not that nobody knows who owns it, but. But anyway, let me stop by not by by making you think that I don't think that our elections are protected or whatever. I think you should go out and vote today. Okay, good. I really, really, really do. You need to go out and vote. I've already voted. I voted the first day of of early voting just to get it out of the way, and I didn't have to worry about it anymore. We're going Simone, out today. have you voted yet? We're going out today. You both are going together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Does he tell you how to vote? He don't tell me. <laughs> Just like he doesn't tell me how to dress the dog. <laughs> that's that's a call back to before the show. All yeah. Because right? <laughs> I, was, I was complaining, as I always do, about people who dress their dogs. I don't dress my dog, but I would you if put, I wanted You to. put something on them so they'll be warm, warm when they run outside. Yeah. When it's really cold out, right? But you don't put them in an outfit 
when they're just walking around the house, do you? She's an 80-pound dog. That would look awful silly. Okay, I'm just saying she's silly. She would put them in an outfit and a pair of shoes. (laughs) I did have I used to have shoes for my dog because I know that those pads can freeze if if you happen to be late getting home or something. The salt gets in their pads. Yeah, they like to lick that off. I let them do that. (laughs) When I was a kid... Used to th- they used to throw rock salt out on the on right. the roads and everything. Us kids used to used to walk along the sidewalk and reach down and pick up those big pieces of rock salt and throw them in our mouths and eat them as we were wow. going to school. What happened to that in this state is we all, we came from Pennsylvania where they salt the roads before the before the weather gets bad. What happened to that in the state? In this state, yeah. Well, they throw sand down. That's one. We just sand. Well, you, well, yeah. It's you know, it's gritty. It gives you a little extra traction, traction out there on the road. And they use uh, uh, I forget what the chemical is. They spray a chemical on the road if they know bad weather is coming in, and it it dissolves the ice. It's I've never seen any of our roads. Maybe it, it's because I live it, in Jacksonville. That could be. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's like made out of that stuff that you buy those big bags of and the the little white beads. Yeah, it's the liquid version of that. Oh, wow. and it does it does keep the roads in pretty good shape. Maybe we're demographically challenged. And here's the other thing: it doesn't stay cold here long enough to you know worry about it. But when it does, people can't drive in it. Well, that's what a day maybe. I had I had a doctor actually I, when I first moved here cancel an appointment on me because there was a little frost on the road. Oh yeah, they get they get kind of crazy around here. They get a little bit of ice. I mean, I I grew up learning how to drive in Chicago, mm-hmm. so I don't have m- much problem driving right. around here at all. And I don't have problems driving on snow or ice. I'd much rather drive on snow than ice. Well, yes. Ice, you have no control over where you're going sometimes. Definitely, especially black ice. comes in an adventure. <laughs> I, I guess that depends on what kind of a person you are, as some of us are adventurous. Yeah, well, that's Well, not that's with true. the only car we have. You start going for a ride, and you don't know where you're going to. All right, so, uh, Simone, I want you to talk to my listeners. I'm going to be coming out and speaking on uh, on Thursday. I mean, people sometimes just can't get enough of me, and so they <laughs> they ask me to come out and ruin their lunch for them. So what what's happening on Thursday? Well, um, Dave is coming out to uh, Pleasant Valley Country Club. You can get your tickets on Facebook at Pulaski County Republican Women. Um, there, It's a great thing event he's going to get a courageous conservative award and he'll yeah and that's be able very to nice of you. yeah though well we thought you're a courageous conservative you weren't a, you're in good company with that yeah and um we'll have a great luncheon and we'll have a meet and greet and there'll be a few other speakers Just i'll act i will actually wear a dress shirt slacks dress shoes <laughs> and a and a sweater i don't wear ties I just don't worry. Well, I don't think anyone gave, expects that. I gave that up after I got out of the military. Yeah, I don't think anybody expects it. But it should be a great meal and a great a great afternoon. Yeah, the country club does a good job in the food that they serve. Yeah. I can tell you in 2023, or, yeah, 23, next year, uh, I'm I'm bringing back the uh, our uh, luncheons every quarter. And uh, next year it would be just basically local uh, folks from Congress, the Senate, the Governor, those type of people, and who knows? I might get one. I'm, I may call call my buddy 
uh, and have him come in and, and, and talk from the Daily Wire. Just just let me know if you get Dinesh down. I'd like to meet that. You know, we may work on Dinesh. I know Dinesh really well. We'll see if maybe he'll come and and sit and talk. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be great. He can talk. He can talk about elections. He knows a lot about it. He does. All right, 617, stick with us. Uh, If you're on your way to the polls, I don't know uh, what kind of turnout thus far. We've got uh, people waiting to get in. I have seen many a picture. I'll show you a picture here. Take a look at the people. This is, um, I'm trying to see where this is at. Wichita, Kansas. Now, this is Wichita, Kansas. That's not like a huge metropolitan area. Look at the people lined up to vote. That's voter suppression for you. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They said that. um, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I know you did. (laughs) There's over 2 million people voted in Georgia already. It's really crazy. Of course, Abram says voter suppression. Right. That's yes. the home of voter suppression. And that's, of course, that's the president of the United States. That's, that's Jim Crow 2.0. All right. That's going on there. Well, she started a new definition for voter suppression since that didn't work about black men now. Oh, so what is, I, what I'm, is I'm it? I'm trying to think of what it was. It's the first time I heard it. But there's different ways of manipulating a vote and uh, something to do with making them feel not worthy of voting or something i thought their that. women did that <laughs> hey <laughs> don't all women go. do that <laughs> <laughs> anyway we got a break for you on the dave ellswick show let's talk a little bit about uh, east end towing they'll come out and take good care of you i mean they know what to do if the unexpected strikes and what do i mean by the unexpected some of you actually have those campers that are you know class a Big old things, you, you tow your car with it, the whole nine yards. If that goes down, you need a big tow truck to haul that baby in to get it fixed. And uh, East End Towing can do that. They just bought, I'm not kidding you, I, I'm going to have to get a picture of this. Their tow, the tow, This last tow truck they bought can, can pull any 18-wheeler that needs to be pulled off the side of the road. It is it is huge. It is really, really. The only trucks I saw bigger than that were the ones up in Wyoming that they had, that they load up with the coal that they dig oh, out of the ground. Right. Of course, we can't burn it here in the United States because the president doesn't want us to. So we ship it all to India and China where they're burning it all. Right. You know, and polluting the atmosphere that we don't breathe because it never gets over to us. And it doesn't affect our atmosphere. <laughs> anyway, what can I say? Anyway, call East End Towing. They're going to help you out. In whatever situation you're in, they know all the laws and all the specifics, and they know how to handle the big toe and the little toe. 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Just check. They haven't drawn the Powerball numbers yet. You know? From what I understand, it was some mess-up in one of the states that uh, caused this problem. Let me look in if I can find the story so real quick. Election type stuff. Yeah, here it is. All right, officials reveal reason for the delay in the. Uh, they're saying one point nine eight eight billion dollars. Okay, not two billion yet. The highly anticipated drawing was delayed last night, leaving people eagerly anticipating those winning numbers. I'm not eagerly anticipating your chances of winning are so freaking out of sight but anyway you can't win unless you buy a ticket and i always have a ticket powerball officials released a statement today uh, saying one participating lottery is still processing its sales 
and play data and that all 48 participating lotteries are required to submit their data before the winning numbers can be drawn. Wow. The statement said Powerball, quote, has stringent security requirements. That's not what John Travolta said in his movie. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that uh, to protect the integrity of the game and uh, remains committed to holding a drawing that gives all players a fair chance to win. A one in 292 million something chance. That's your fair chance. Uh, Due to the length of the delay, the results of the drawing will likely not be known until later today, the statement read, adding that players should hold on to their their tickets. Uh, The drawing will be performed under the supervision of lottery security officials and independent auditors once the security protocols are complete. Uh, the current prize exceeded the one and a half billion jackpot that was won in 2016. The uh, ad. By the way, they haven't drawn a winner in Powerball since August. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. It's gone that long. Uh, the advertised prizes for winners who received their winnings through an annuity paid over 29 years. However, winners typically select the cash option. The uh, cash estimate for the jackpot is now, uh, after taxes, $929.1 million. And after Joe Biden gets done with our economy, is it'll be worth a loaf of bread. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we're more. We're more. That's what it's going to be like. Okay. Uh, the massive jackpot comes after no one won the $1.6 billion on Saturday. There have been 40 straight Powerball drawings without a winner. Nobody has matched all six numbers and won the grand prize since August the 3rd uh, when somebody won the $206.9 million jackpot. The uh, odds of winning the jackpot are 1 in 292.2 million. Powerball is played in 45 states as well as Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's how they come up with 48, just so you know. All right, so that's where we're at on that. And I have friends that make fun of me because they know I buy a ticket. Yeah. Every time they, they make a drawing. Ain't no shame in that. Well, you know what I say? I, 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 know, I know it's like 292 million to one. Okay, I understand that. But you know what my odds are if I don't buy a ticket? Nothing. Yeah. So, I don't. I can't win at all. That's what I always say: is someone's got to win it. Yeah, somebody's going to win. I'm just waiting. Isn't for the that cons- what they say at the, at the at the pony track too? Somebody's got to win. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to win. I'm waiting for the conspiracy theories to come up when Simone oh, and I do win. Here? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be interesting. You know, who fixed the game? Was it is it <laughs> is it hooked it. up to the internet? Did somebody mm-hmm. punch in their numbers? Who is this guy that won that or a lady? Yeah. You know, that's good. Or, or group. That won all of this They'll stuff. be looking at Simone and I like we're faster men. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be hidden away like Joe Biden. <laughs> hey. You know, I, I I think it's interesting. Have you read the the things they say to the people who are winners of the lottery, what they should and shouldn't do? The first thing they say, in fact, the ticket tells you, sign the back of your ticket. Yeah. All right. That doesn't guarantee that they'll believe you that it was your ticket. Just know that. But anyway, you should sign your ticket uh, just so you know it's your ticket, and other people might know it's your ticket. But they'll tell you, you need to get all these financial people Mm -hmm. together 
and sit down and talk to them, they'll tell you not to tell anybody that you won. Right. And don't go, like, find out you won, like, this afternoon and run down to the lottery office and say, I got the ticket. No. You know? You don't do that. I don't know why. I, I, I know the one thing I would do that I see. I would change my phone number. Yes. Immediately. Uh, yeah. you, the, they would be coming out of the woodwork for charities and everything under the sun. Oh, yeah. Hey, and we need this and we need that. Yeah. I already know the charities that I'm going to help. Yeah, I do See, too. I'm one of these crazy people that I sit down and I think this stuff through. If I happen to win, how do I want to handle this? Yeah. Because I think, you know, the chances that I'm going to have to handle it are very slim. But if I would, by some strange thing quirk of fate win it at least i kind of have a feeling about what i want to do with it instead of just going what do i do right how do i spend my money i could tell i've already told my kids i'm not going to cut you a check for like 10 million dollars because i'll be doing i will be doing you a disservice yes if i give you a bunch of money i'll pay off your house i'll buy you a car things of that kind of stuff but i will not just give you just gobs of money to go blow simone and i were discussing that about all the boys boys and 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 daughter we'll talk more about it that's coming up after these so the president has been out you know on the stump uh out telling us how terrible we uh, Republicans are He's saying that, you know, we're, we're trying to, do, to destroy democracy in America. Mr. President, it's not a democracy. It's a democratic republic, please. Can you get that right? At least get one thing right. If you can keep it. No, yeah, that's what Franklin said. Yes. I gave you we gave you a republic if you can keep it. Uh, and uh, we're not doing real good on that right now, to be you know, honest with you. But he's also going out, uh, I guess, I think he was in the Rose Garden the other day giving a speech, and some, uh, you know, tree huggers were kind of heckling him a little bit about yeah. drilling. And he says, oh, we're not going to drill anymore. You know, he, he made it a secret. Akash, he did it in a secret way. He went, we're not going to drill anymore. A creepy whisper. As though nobody, as though nobody can hear him. Anyway, Akash, Kajuli uh, is here. He is with Americans for Prosperity. I have him on every few weeks. And, of course, tonight in our election coverage, which starts at 8 o'clock for our local coverage, uh, we will be on at 6 with uh, Salem's coverage, which will go to 1. But we'll break away from that for a couple hours to do local stuff and then go back to them to find out, you know, how bad the bloodletting is against the Democrats uh, over the evening. But... um, the president has been out campaigning on, uh, I'm going to bring down gas prices by stopping drilling completely. And shutting down coal plants. Yeah, and we're not going to do anything with coal plants anymore. You know, you know who feels really bad? What's his name from West Virginia, the senator? Man- Manson. Yeah, he's feeling really bad right now because he got taken, man. Yeah, he he's got, mad. He got bad. played. That's yeah. what happened. He got played is what happened. Is that not right, Akash? Did he get played? He, he sure did. You can see it in the in indignation in the statement he put out responding to, to the president's comments on shutting down coal plants. But, I mean, when this administration, when anyone tells you who they are, believe them. You know that old phrase? I That's know, exactly right. You know, we, 
we hear that a lot from our grandparents. It, it applies to the president of the United States, too. They've been telling us since he was on the campaign trail that he wanted to shut down coal and oil and gas. And no matter what he might say when gas prices spike about increasing production, we know that ultimately their heart is at, this is where their head is at, and the American people are paying for it. President Joe Manchin is to blame as well because the Inflation Reduction Act helped advance that goal for the president to shut down all this affordable, reliable, and abundant energy. You know, what's really crazy is it started before Biden. It started with Obama. I mean, Biden is only Obama 2.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he's no, it, well, and it, it, it's even the people think about this, Dave. We, you and I, we, you know, not, you know, we we pay attention to this stuff at a deeper level. The American people might see, you know, Biden as Obama 2.0. The staffers working in his administration, the people actually pulling the levers in the White House, oftentimes are even more radical and willing to push the ball even further than they were in the Obama administration. So it's, I, I, it, it is accurate to say that it's like Obama 2.0. But in many ways, it's even worse and even more aggressive on some of this regulatory environmental stuff and a number of issues. So I would keep that in mind as well. Well, I I do. That's why I haven't voted for a Democrat since, uh, oh, wow. I, I, di- I didn't vote for Nixon. I voted for, uh, well, who was the Democrat, the World War II vet that was so radical? And I knew he didn't have a chance of winning, so I went ahead and voted for him because I didn't like either one of them. And I didn't know the libertarians at that time (laughs) that I could have thrown a vote that way. But, yeah, it's just, you know, I voted for Harry Brown a couple of times, Akash, because I liked what Harry Brown used to say when he said, the government comes and they break your legs. And then they show up two weeks later and they say, hey, I'm here to help you. And they offer you some crutches. Yes. Right. I mean, that's about the way that it, it works anymore. Uh, with the Democrats. So let me just ask you, I'm going to, I know that you're kind of a nonpartisan group. You don't get behind candidates, but how do you see tonight playing out? How many seats do you think the Republicans win if all the wins are correct? Yeah, I think, I mean, again, I'm not a bit of political prognostication, but I would be very surprised if they picked up less than 20 seats or so. You're, I mean, you're seeing some of the progressive media say anything less than 40 seats means not a wave it's just a ripple and what they're trying to do is, is shift the goalpost obviously you and i know this day we've seen them play this game before yeah. i mean if they pick up 25 seats 23 27 seats that's a lot that's quite a bit that's a pretty significant rebuke of this pelosi schumer biden agenda um and so i, th- I think you know obviously that republicans are headed for a good night in the senate or in the house and the senate I, I really do think, and I, I would caution your listeners, there's really no way to tell. Obviously, the momentum is against the administration. Prices are going up. People are unhappy. But those statewide races can be very, very different depending on the state, depending on the candidates, depending on local conditions and, and other issues that are animating people. So I think it's anybody's guess in the Senate. But I think a message, regardless of really what happens over there, will be sent loud and clear uh, in the House that the people have had it with rising prices, inflation, energy costs, crime, and you name it. Well, I think we're going to take the House and the Senate. I think it's going to be, uh, by the end of the evening in the Senate, it'll be uh, 53, 47, maybe 46 uh, area. In the House, you're going to think I'm nuts, but I'm predicting we take 40 seats in the House. Uh, it, you know, it could go either way. I, I, I don't know that I would be that surprised, right? If it turned into a 40-seat wave, I mean, their campaign, I think you, I've told you this, Dave, I'm from Rhode Island originally, has never elected a Republican or hasn't elected a Republican at the federal level in 30 years. 
there is a district, my home district, that the president won by 13 points. It's a Biden 13 district, and it's one of you know the eight or nine most closely watched races in the country because it's that much of a toss-up. Now, if all those races break towards the Republicans, that so we could be in, you know, for for a real, you know, a significant red tsunami, so to speak. But yeah. you know, I, I think what's important is we keep the pedal to the metal for in, in two ways, Dave. One is ensuring that people understand the connection, right? What drove these political outcomes and what drove it is that the president's agenda has made things worse. The president has been campaigning and they've been frustrated. You know, why don't people see the the wisdom of the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Act and, and all these spending bills? And the thing is, it's not that they don't see it. They do see it. And they know that it's caused problems, that it's driving up prices and dumping money into the economy, drove inflation. So I think that's the connection we've got to keep making. And then next year, what did we elect this Congress to do? That's going to be the real question. This Republican majority, is there's going to be a lot of different headlines and things that can get you time on Fox News. But what are we really doing to answer questions, demand answers, or ask questions, demand answers about this administration's agenda, the agencies overstepping their authority, and passing bills, even if they don't get to the president's death state, passing bills that show a distinction in the agenda and the vision for this economy and for this country that you say, look, conservatives, free markets, we're for this policy on this issue. It's exactly the opposite of what this administration wants to do. We've got to start sending those signals, setting it up for a real battle in 2024, heading into 2025. So I think we got to remember that election night is the beginning, not the end, of turning this thing around. Yeah, that's true. I've already been talking to our congressional delegation, whom I expect all to be reelected uh, uh, tonight when they tabulate the votes. And I've been asking them what's the first thing that they see happening. Uh, Arkansas is going to be this little tiny state of uh, right around 3 million people that's going, uh, if we take the Senate, it's going to have the ag chairman. It's going to be Bozeman. Uh, over in in the House, you're looking at uh, Westerman being head of natural resources. Uh, Hill is going to be one of the sub uh, uh, folks uh, dealing with banking, uh, and uh, Crawford, Crawford and uh, and Womack are each going to have chairmanships as well. Think about that for a small state yeah. like Arkansas. That, it, it really is incredible, I, and we've long applauded the Arkansas delegation. You know that we've worked with them closely. Uh, this is something that I, that I hope folks appreciate, right, that having very good principled members of Congress, even if they might not be on television every night, they're in real positions of power, able to drive the agenda uh, for, you know, really the entire Republican majority conference if, if things go as, as planned tonight. Um, it's something to appreciate. And it's worth noting, Dave, that when your listeners are going and talking to their members of Congress who represent them down there in Arkansas, they're not just talking to one member of Congress who represents one district. As you pointed out, you're talking to subcommittee chairs, committee chairs, That's right. agenda drivers. And so they really have an ability to shape the direction of this majority, making sure that they're not just scoring political points, but really advancing the priorities of the American people nationwide to turn this economy back around and get things headed in the right direction. So, Akash, let me ask this question. The first thing that the president did was an executive order to put a kibosh on Keystone. Uh, can the can the House and the Senate, and the House even more so because they control the purse strings basically, uh, get in there and go around the president somehow and and uh, take that money and and put it back into to pipelines again or is it going to be put it up and the president is going to veto it and we can then say look at him trying to keep us from moving forward here in the United States. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the latter day, which is probably frustrating for your listeners to hear, but we've got to keep expectations in check, right? But ultimately, the president still does have veto power and executive order authority and regulation. But what Congress can do is, is like I said, one, they can ask questions and demand answers to expose what went into the decision-making. And to the extent that that power of the purse that you mentioned, that power of the purse starts in the House of Representatives, you may not be able to move forward with the Keystone Pipeline, but you can tie a lot of regulatory changes, procedural changes, things like that, um, that can help get the blob of the administrative state out of the way of energy development. And so while it might not go as far as having the House by itself be able to approve the Keystone Pipeline, there's quite a bit they can do um, to, one, expose the president's agenda, and two, tie those purse, you know, the, the purse strings be tied to some money that helps improve the process, even around the margin for regulatory permitting and things like that, so we can really get back to developing that abundant, affordable American energy that we know is, you know, is, is a driver of our economy. Well, I've been trying to be realistic with uh, my listeners and saying just because we win the House and the Senate, you know, don't expect the price of gas at the pump to drop significantly. In fact, it might bump up a little bit first. And uh, the Democrats are going to do everything they can to, to keep moving their particular uh, way of doing things uh, forward. So they'll be fighting this tooth and nail. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you can count on it. Now, I think you'll see some uh, some hand-wringing on, hand-wringing on their side, but they'll do everything they can to obstruct the agenda. I think what's really important for, for your listeners, conservatives all across this country, to send a message to their members of Congress is you didn't get elected just to score political points on Fox News. You got elected to really turn the tide around, begin to chart a new path, a new agenda to pass bills, to get them to the Senate, put them on the president's desk if possible, um, that, that really draw the distinction between this big government, big spending, big regulation agenda that's driving 40-year high inflation and has people suffering all over the country and show a contrast and show what can lift people up, drive this economy, and make things better for us all across the country. Yeah, they can make the president a lame duck is what they can do for the next two years and not allow him to do anything, which is what I would suggest that they do. And then let's get geared up for 24, try to can hold on to the House, hold on to the Senate, and uh, get the White House back. And then, then we can make wholesale ch- changes at that point. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and that agenda setting starts now. And that's, that's the really important part is, uh, is keeping our pedals to the metal. So we'll, uh, we'll hope for a good night tonight. And like I said, it's, it's the beginning, not the end. All right. I'll let you know that the uh, Arkansas chairman of the uh, Americans for Prosperity, Ryan Norris, will be on with me tonight from 8 till 10 o'clock doing local uh, looks at what's going on uh, with our election so it'll be fun talking with him tonight ryan and i are good friends and i've been a good friend of uh, americans for prosperity since it just about got started i was in washington dc when uh, the people who hate us had the big king rat blown up out on the on the front lawn and uh, were chaining doors closed so we couldn't get out you remember that yeah, those are uh, those are days long, long ago. But we obviously appreciate your your support, Dave, and, and Americans for Prosperity. It, it it thrives on the volunteer activists and people who make us strong by 
doing what they've done all year with us, which is going out and knocking doors. That's right. Their friends and neighbors. So we appreciate your partnership all these years. Well, we'll keep on doing it. I believe in what you guys believe. And uh, the Koch brothers, uh, although they're down to just one, it's just the, it's the Kochs now, uh, that uh, they, they have a, a vision for America that I share. Akash, thanks so much for being with us this morning. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You, uh, you come on my show and bring a nice breath of fresh air to us. You got it. Appreciate you, Dave. Have a good day. Talk to you later. Okay, Akash Cooley here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, That's right. Ryan Norris will be part of our election coverage tonight with Ann Clemmer, Shane Stacks, Robert Steinbach, Nick Horton, and uh, Rhett Hatcher. All of those folks will be part of the coverage tonight between 8 and 10. I got to get a break in, and then we'll come back and finish up this hour with uh, Simone, who's been sitting kind of quietly. I told her she could ask a question. All right, anyway. Anytime there was an opening, it didn't happen. All right. Uh, PI Roofing wants you to know they're PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Uh, If you need more work done around your house than just roofing, like you need some construction, PI Roofing can handle that too. And you know if they can do the roofs as well as they do, it's going to translate over to all the work they do. Uh, around your house don't forget they can put in windows they can put on gutters they can do all of that at pi roofing all you have to do is uh, go online to piroofing.com or give them a call at 501-707-3115 don't forget the bible guys are coming up at 705 they'll be here i think they've been arriving uh and going into the break room and finding out there is no coffee. So the bottom is <laughs> coffee on the floor. Uh, you know, anyway, bottom line is uh, they'll be with us at 7.05. we got a break. we got to get to. Let's do that now here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry and what's going down uh, over there with Eric Coleman. If you need something that's uh, done uniquely, for instance, I'm I'm having stars of David for my wife and I made out of a sterling silver, and in the middle, I'm having a cross uh, mounted there in the middle to show my Judeo-Christian beliefs. So uh, if if you want something unique uh, for your significant other, uh, go talk to Eric Coleman now because you don't have that long until Christmas. Are you hearing me? 25th of December really is just around the corner. It's not that far away. And if you want uh, Eric to do some stuff for you, you need to go talk to him about it now. 3000 Cavanaugh, Suite E. They're open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. If you want to call him, you can. But I suggest that you go sit down with him for maybe 15, 20 minutes and tell him what it is you're looking for as far as a ring goes, a, uh, a necklace, or whatever. Uh, and, again, he's open every day, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Call him at 501-246-3655. He also does repairs and cleaning. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, let's finish it up uh, here. Again, I'm going to be out Thursday speaking. Is it the, is it the women of Pulaski County? Pulaski County Republican Women Okay. at uh, Pleasant Valley Country Club. And it starts at uh, 11, well, meet and greet at 11.30, then we have our lunch at noon. I'll show up about 11 o'clock. Okay. Is that all right? Well, it might be, yeah, it might be, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I'll be there. So, um, or 11.15 at the latest, you know, something like that. And everybody comes up and says, do you mind if I take a picture? Just show up and say, Dave, I want a picture with you, and I'm 
Oh, I'm, you're getting I'm pictures getting, if we get. I'm we're, good. I'm good with that. And Dave, we're you better watch yourself. People. You're talking about a, a bunch of feisty young ladies. I know. You uh, you don't know yet. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun sitting and talking after. I always like to quote the Q&A that comes after. They right. let you well, talk. We have a, yeah, we do have a lot of super involved ladies and super fired up women. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too bad you missed our chocolate fest. Yeah, I, w- I would want to come to that, but I was on vacation, and then my boss was going to come, and then the hurricane hit down there in middle right. Florida, and he had a he had a townhome down there. He had to go Dave, talk to him about fixing it. I got out on the dance floor on that one. Yeah. And, and yeah. Dave, there were elephants made out of chocolate. Cool. Yes. PCRW elephants. Was it, made out were of they chocolate. solid chocolate? Well, they no. had moose inside. Oh, yeah. chocolate oh, well. moose inside. All right, that's cool. I mean, when I was doing the Easter thing, I didn't want those hollow stuff. No, we had moose, chocolate moose filled, and we had brie, we had salmon, we had, it was a really nice layout. Cheesecake brie? Well, yeah, and then someone, someone mistakenly <laughs> mistaked the, the brie for cheesecake. I don't know. The young, young fella took a good bite out no. of it. No. it was a cheesecake. Yuck. Can you imagine, like, when you're expecting to eat one thing? <laughs> yes. Yes, it's like... Uh, Eating cherry pie and then taking a big drink of milk. Ugh. And it makes the milk taste curdled. Yuck. Or toothpaste and lemonade. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's just, okay, with that in mind, we'll let you try to get your day underway again. Right. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Simone, thanks for coming in. Always yes, good sir. to see you. And uh, you can bring this guy anytime you want to. Well, as long as I have a car that I'm using his. <laughs> if we find her a car, I'm gone, she said. No, I didn't right. say that. Taking a break. Uh, Bible Guys coming up after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Wow, is this the Almond Brothers? No, it's not. Okay. The yeah, that sounds more Almond Brothers. They got that uh, that Dobro going on in the background. All right. Who is that? I got I to find out. This is Heidi. I can't hear you. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Is that Stephen Curtis Chapman? Man. I'll be expecting. I'm going to expect for him to pass out in his spaghetti sometime. <laughs> Only true Almond Brother fans know what I'm talking about. All right. Remember. My mom was. When the, when the Almond Brother. Who was it? Uh, the, the Almond Brother that married Cher. I don't remember. Okay, he married Cher, and they were having dinner one night. <laughs> he was sitting there talking to her. He just went face first into his spaghetti, passed I've done out. Done it in cereal before. Yeah, poosh. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I kept uh, Simone here because she had some information she wanted to tell you about the lunch that's coming up on Thursday. I'm going to be speaking at. 
Okay, I just wanted to mention that if you plan to go, go ahead and get your tickets today uh, just so you can make sure that you're going to be there. It's going to be sold out. Yeah, it's RSVP. Well, it's an RSVP, and it could. it's going to be crowded. So is it, always, it always is crowded. So if you want to get your table and choice of seat, make sure you get your reservations today. It's going to even be crowded here because I'm going to be there. That's right. Courageous conservative. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just kidding. All right. Where do they go? They go, You can get to us on our Facebook page, PCRW. Okay. And you should be able to um, slide down and find it. Or you can go to actually Google PCRW, Pulaski County Republican Women, which is easier to use. And it should be right there, join us, where it says join us. Just scroll down, and it'll hit our luncheon. Okay, there's a, is it a big red button? No, it says join <laughs> us, but there's a big big link there Okay, all right, that's what I'm saying. Okay, Go to Google. That's the easiest way to find out what we're doing. All right, and then I'll see you there yes. uh, on Thursday. That's Looking right. forward to it. I'm going to talk about the results of the election and maybe some other stuff. With bells always. and whistles on. All right. Bible guys are here. They're being so nice. They're being real gentlemen. That's unbelievable for Steve. That's doing this. Uh, come on over here, Steve. <laughs> he was trying to knock Simone out of her seat. I'm just kidding. That's what's going on. How are you today? Who are you? My name is Scott Stewart. All right. So, do you, did you buy a new house, or did you? Just, are you just written right now? Whoa, that's loud. Um, no, well, I I, uh, I own a little uh, I own a rental condo. Okay, so we we just moved into that until we find a new place. Okay, just yeah. kick the people to the curb. So did somebody come by one day and we want to buy your house? We'll give you a million bucks for it. And you said I can't pass that up. <laughs> well, I had uh, a, a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of you know, I think a lot of us have had realtors you know knocking at our doors. I've had that happen, you know. But uh, yeah, my wife had got a guy. I have gone back and forth over the past three, three and a half years about should we sell, should we not sell, and and so uh, it's should we stay or should we go? Uh, anyway, is that the Allman Brothers? No, no it's not no. the Allman Brothers. Oh, okay, who's that? Clash. Yeah, Clash. Wow, you guys are good. Anyway, yeah. So, so I, I wouldn't have been. known who it was, and I'm embarrassed that you did. Was, uh, so. <laughs> well, sorry. Unlike you guys, I wasn't raised holy and righteous. I, Neither was I. I spent a little time in the world before I. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I talk to people because they know they know about me, and they know I went to seminary and things of that nature. And they go, "Well, oh, your dad must have been a really righteous dude." And I said, "My dad didn't get saved until he's 57 years old, and oh, he, was being, really? he was being." rolled into an operating room and they had told him his chances of survival were not very good and uh he said god if you'll get me through this i'll serve you for the rest of my life whatever that might be well wow. and that's how he found god well wow. and he had my grandfather working him over oh, I bet he constantly did. i bet he did you know when he was when he was around so uh yeah uh and i'm going to tell you what after that he was a changed man. Yeah. You know, the Bible says you become a new creation. Amen. He became a new creation. If wow. you ain't changed, then you didn't get saved. I agree right. with that. Right. Yeah. Now, if you, if, you, if, you didn't, if you don't change, if you find yourself doing the same things over and over and over and over and over again, and I'm not talking about you might have a real weak spot. Right. And and you, and you you're working on it, and it, it's and the Holy Spirit's working on it, and He's in there tearing out the old lumber and putting in new. It does not mean uh, that you're not saved; that uh, you're still working on that stuff. But if you're doing it and you don't feel that you shouldn't be doing it, then you should be checking your spiritual yeah. pulse. Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. That's what you should be doing. For sure. If uh, if the Holy Spirit's not talking to you, you know what? When you get saved, he's supposed to be living in you. Amen. And he's supposed to be talking to Amen. you. That's right. You should get feeling uncomfortable when you do things that you used to do. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know? So uh, was it you that screwed up the drawing last night that we don't have? Uh, the drawing. Yeah, the, the Powerballs. They, they haven't drawn it yet. Really? Oh. Yeah. Why not? Or they're just practicing for the counting the votes. Yeah, Pennsylvania's. <laughs> yeah, Pennsylvania's is probably is trying to, to have a. You don't think uh, that's what's happening? Yeah. No, no. You know, they're just no. warming up so they can shift the votes two or three days until they can count what they need. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. I did, just, hear, I did hear someone talking about the uh, pro- the fact that this extended election season that we have created. I mean, how long will we be able to early vote? A couple of weeks at this point, and, and that's not what the Constitution the calls for. No. So um, it says a day. It creates problems. It creates problems. It says a so, day. That's yeah. what it says. And uh, we've allowed the Democrats to talk us into. In yeah. some cases, they start like uh, five weeks before. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah. Before Election Day. Yeah, well, we start on the 10th. Yeah. I mean, uh, 31 days in October, so there's three weeks right there. Yeah, we went and early voted Plus another Thursday, eight. I think. So. I went yesterday. So you got four weeks here in uh, Arkansas. I think it's ridiculous. It is. It is. I mean, I remember when that was a big, big day in America. Right. Sure. You know, you'd go and talk to your boss and say, hey, I'm going to go down and vote now. Is that all right? And yeah. they say, yeah, get out of here. Yep. You know? Right. And then you get down there, and the line would be like a mile long. Mm-hmm. I want to show you a picture, though. This is from Wichita, Kansas. You see that? See the line there? People oh, waiting to wow. vote. Look at that. That's, uh, that's awesome. I mean, a ton of people. Yeah. I suspect we'll see record. And they're not Democrats, I don't believe. Mm. That's that's the key for everybody. No, because they're alive. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, the jokes are flying hot and heavy here today. <laughs> Definitely I don't doing think that. he was joking. I think no. that's absolutely serious. Well, I said my dad never voted for a Democrat until he died. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, we grew up up by Chicago, so that, yeah. that, there's a lot of truth to that statement. I'm just telling you. It really, really is. All right. So I wanted to talk to you, Scott, being the pastor over at Agape. Do you ever preach uh, to your congregation about their responsibility for the government that we have here in this country? Sure. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't preach. Some people think that I preach um, uh, political sermons, but they're not. Um, I've said this many times before. You know, um, if I bring up an issue, uh, let's just say if I brought up an issue on abortion or something like that, people people believe that's a political issue but really it's not it's, it's right. a biblical issue that right. has been politicized by politicians that, right. thank you very much yeah. they politicize they politicize a biblical issue and when people when politicians politicize a biblical issue um i will take back what belongs to us so yes if you want to talk about israel guess what israel is not a political issue it's a biblical issue that has right. been politicized so yes i'll preach about israel i'll preach about their place in the in, in the family of nations and so forth so um, and I and I talk to them about that. We we make available to our people, uh, you know, voter guides, um, you know, the the re- voting records of, uh, of the people that are running their positions on things. You know, I told my people last week. You know, I said, you know, you look at a voter guide, you might find someone you really like, but there might be a, a particular thing that they did not comment on. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, don't assume 
that they well they were right on these five things, so they must be right on these other two. They didn't come necessarily. Call their office and ask them what is your position on this. Be informed in what you do, uh, do your civic uh, responsibility. But at the same time, if the Bible tells us in um, the book of, uh, of Exodus, I believe it's eight chapter eighteen, it says, "Okay, look for yourselves out for yourselves, able men." Okay, so first of all, they need to be able, right. uh, not you know, in, you know, not. Um, Incapacitated in some way. That's a very easy joke, right there. Yeah. But I won't go to Able. it. Go ahead. And then it goes on to say, um, uh, "What is what is was what are those things? Do you guys remember? Uh, Dylan, I know they, they mentioned uh, godly people. Yeah. Um, let me just pull it up here, real. I'm saying that's one quick. of the most important things that yeah. you have to keep in mind is godliness. So this is this is what I I teach my people to to do when it comes time to to um, to look for someone to to actually be. You don't have to be a preacher, but they got to have some common sense, right? They, mm-hmm. You know, there's there are even people <clears throat> that may not be godly people, but they at least have some common sense. And just to be typical, Steve, we've got some real idiots running this place nowadays, and just that, that have absolutely zero common sense. And I would put in the category of able people that just have common sense, and we just don't seem to be selecting a lot of those people nowadays. Yeah. I think they should be Christians, to be honest. I you mean, know, I would agree. Because they, they have the Holy Spirit in them. At least you have a shot if they got the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and beyond that, if we if we stop looking at this whole revisionist history thing and try to prove that all of the founders were horrible people, you find out that they were godly men when you, uh-huh. when you go look at the real history. And it's hard to understand how the founding fathers designed this country to be run if you do not have a biblical background. Um, you know, go look at what they said and then open up your Bible, dust the, you know, dust the dust off of it and take a look. And what you will find is what they were trying to codify in the law was law that had already been written by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were trying to adopt that trying to adopt what God said was good for Israel and adopt that for a new land. So without a proper understanding of the Bible, it's hard to understand what they were doing when they created this country. And therefore, it's hard to understand the direction they intended for us to go. Um, you, you know, it's one of those things when you lose your roots, you, you also lose your future. Um, it's hard to it's hard to determine where you're supposed to be going if you don't understand where you've come from. So, yeah. You know there's a problem in our country when even people in the church will say, you need to leave your religion at home and not take it into the voting booth right. with you. That's when they, when they confuse um, biblical issues with political issues. Uh, like it says here in Exodus 18.21, it says, Moreover, this is, about, this is about talking about choosing people who would have positions of authority over the nation. It says, select, Moreover, you shall select from all the people, one, able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness and place them over rulers of thousands and so forth. So you need to look for people, first of all, who are able and who fear God, who men of truth and who are hating covetousness or hating um, greed and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. We probably have to flush most of D.C. then. There you go. So if the church would do this now, and I tell my people, if 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 you're looking at the slate of people that are running and you cannot say they fit the bill here or you don't know, then I said, write somebody in, and if you don't know anybody you can write in, I said, then you need a new south. You need new friends. <laughs> new friends. Yeah. I said, I said, maybe your dad gets a vote for, for for an office, you know. But if you can't think of anybody, yeah. then get new friends. But if you absolutely cannot, with clear conscience, do it, then you can. Then you just go on to the next issue. But 
we have a biblical uh, responsibility to select men among <laughs> us, and um, and uh, when given that opportunity, if we can, then we have to we have to engage. But yes, yeah. I encourage I, I encourage our people to be to be active in that way. Did you talk about this? What you just talked about the difference between politicizing oh, yeah. something and mm-hmm. yeah. it being a biblical issue. Yeah. As a matter of fact, whenever uh, as we all know, uh, Sarah Sanders is is running for. Uh, for the governorship, governorship. Yep. yeah, she was uh, just on Fox News. Oh yeah, uh, you know she spoke at our church at the night honor Israel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was it, here. Yeah, and at the in the back room, I was I was telling her. Uh, I said, you know, Israel is not a um, uh, a political issue; it's a biblical issue that has been politicized. And I said, so we feel free about talking that about that here. And she mentioned that I think several times in her speech at the yeah. church yeah. that this yeah. is that way. And that's that's what we believe. I had people, you know, talk to me afterwards. They called me up and said, Well you you know, you did this political thing at your church. I said, No, it was it was not a political thing. Yeah. It was a biblical thing. What's the verse in Genesis? I'll bless those who bless. Uh, Genesis 12, yeah. Okay. And Speaking I'll to curse Abraham. those who curse you. Mm-hmm. That's, through you all the families. That seems pretty blessed. clear to me. Yep. 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 And so that is a far, firmly biblical issue. And uh, more pastors need to to do what is right when it comes to that. And it, you'd be surprised at how many just whatever. Anyway, so you, you need you – need, I have seen some really bad endorsements of candidates by ministers yeah. this season that is – Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right. Unbelievable. Got to get a break in 20 minutes after 7. Bible guys are here. You got a question? Want to talk to them? You give them, give them a call. 501-823-0965. That's 501-823-0965. If you haven't voted yet, we highly recommend that you go to the polls and you vote uh, today. If you're Democrat, go tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> we want we want uh, we want you to show up today at the poll and and, and vote. All right, I, I did it on the very first day that polls were open, and we had a great turnout in Cabot. I be interested if any of you have been out to the polls and what turnout's been today i I was expecting it to be significant at the polls today i've seen some pictures of lines but obviously we we voted i think last thursday when the kids were all home so obviously it's it's there's a convenience to that would you rather go back to one day yes yes yeah i think we should absolutely be fine how would we how would we make something like that happen can we need to always we always do it oh how do you make it how do you codify it back into law the legislature follow the law not codify it you follow the law I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure they had to have passed some act or something to allow us to do the early voting stuff. I mean, surely they're not just doing it without some backing, legal backing somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we probably have to overturn that. But um, and depending on how it was done, it could be as simple as getting the right judge involved. But I, I don't know. I haven't gone to look and see how that's. Isn't it interesting that in Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said uh, if you mail in your ballot. And you forgot to put the date on it when, you know, and then we don't know when you cast your vote or whatever. Or, yeah, the post office stamped it. We can see the stamp on it, and it's after Election Day. Uh, take those uh, ballots and put them to the side and do not count them. Uh, that uh, Fetterman's people now have taken that to the federal courts and uh, are trying to overthrow what the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania said. I don't see how they can do it because uh, voting is controlled by the state 
Every state has right. their own laws. So yep. right. right. I don't know how they're going to overthrow that. But well, and I don't know how you can go and petition to say, "Hey, we didn't like the way the race turned out, so we want all the votes that were cast the next day." <laughs> to be counted yeah uh, i'm just not sure how that works for anybody so i mean you just can't help but wonder when you hear the the press secretary so it's going to take a few days to count all the votes well, yeah back in the 60s 70s i don't know 100 years ago they Where were able we didn't to count. have the technology right. we have today yeah come on well there's a lot of people that want to go back to paper ballots and i'm going to talk about that next week in fact on the 17th because in all honesty it's about the only way that you can know that your vote is actually being counted. Right. Do you I mean, know how many stories have we heard where people will hit a candidate and it pop up somebody else? Yeah, you got to yeah. be careful about that. You have to be, you know, Pay aware attention. that when you when you cast your votes, it kicks out usually a form. Yep, and you and check you it. go back and check and make sure the names are correct. But when you put it in the thing that's counting the votes. It's all, what is it, uh, the little marks that they have on it. Uh, barcode. Yeah, the barcodes. Yeah, the barcode. How do you know that the barcode is right? You can't you, read you it. You have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, I've been, I, I spent some time, I won't say who it was I was talking to, but uh, they were asking me about that, and I said, well, some of it's by faith. You know, yeah. we're hoping that they're on the up and up. There's one company that does it all. Yep. That's the key. And they and don't really know who owns some, that company. Yeah, they've yeah. got some weird international ties, too. So. I, I haven't seen this movie yet, but has anybody, have you seen the movie 2,000 Mules? Oh, no. I haven't seen it, but I had Dinesh on just this week. Oh, did or you? Or last week, pardon yeah, me. I haven't seen it either, but I've I've heard some pretty wild yeah, stories about it. Yeah, it's pretty about, interesting about when you watch it. The ballots it. at that point. It was yeah. obviously paper ballot uh, I've seen I've seen highlights of it. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. there's... You can see the boxes. You can see the same person going by several times during the course of the day and dropping off ballots into the box. Mm. You know, and they go, well, they might have been just taking a friend's ballot harvesting is illegal. Right. Right. That's illegal, at least in most states. It isn't in California. You you can do it. And it's kind of, in America, we walk a a different line um, by our faith and the abilities that we have here and some would say well we're not doing enough to prevent that kind of fraud from happening but you can also make a case that we get what we get because we deserve what we get and so even if they're stealing god's allowed this stuff to happen because we just deserve crooked people because we're not righteous and we're not holy and so if we want to believe the scripture when it says god is the one that raises up kings and takes them down then we have the leaders that we have even if it's done through corruption meaning God's allowed this process to go through. And it's not that you, you take a purely Calvinistic view and you don't try and fight it legally and all that kind of stuff, but we have a completely immoral society, and that's what allows that kind of stuff to happen, and people are not enraged I'm going to talk about that Thursday. I have a special guest coming on. He wrote a really good article about deviance in America. Yeah. And I highly recommend that you be listening at 9 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. You won't miss what this guy has to say. Mm. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back with the Bible Guys. We've already got a half hour in the books. Do not forget to uh, be here starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, the, uh, of course, Salem Radio Network will have uh, live coverage of the election from uh, 6 p.m. until 1 a.m., and then during that time, 
will break away here locally and have uh, local coverage uh, from uh, 8 o'clock until 10 o'clock. And just to let you know some people that will be here. Uh, uh, Ryan Norris will be here. He is the uh, state chairman of uh, Americans for Prosperity. Shane Stacks will be here. He used to be a JP in the uh, Pulaski Quorum Court. Um, Ann Klimmer from Saline County will be here, who was a state representative, political science teacher, did one of the greatest speeches I've ever heard about why uh, we need to keep the Electoral College. I wish I had that on tape so I could play it once in a while because it was wonderful. And then uh, Robert Steinbach will join us. He's, of course, the law professor over at the Bowman School of Law. We'll hear from Nick Horton. Nick Horton uh, has been involved in politics for maybe almost 20 years now. So he'll be with us. He'll be by phone and also by phone. Uh, Red Hatcher will be with us as well. And he's uh, the head of a, uh, of a group of of people who help politicians get elected. So he'll be joining us. So we got six people that are very well versed in Arkansas politics and we'll be uh, carrying on that conversation. All right. So Pastor Scott asked me if I would make my predictions for tonight. Okay, I'll do that. 40 seats go Republican in the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit behind Newt. Newt says 45. Oh, right. But I, I think it's going to be a huge bloodletting mm-hmm. uh, tonight for the Democrat Party. Will it be enough for them to back off what they're doing? No. Nope. 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 They, are, they are sold out on uh, you know their abortion until the age of birth and maybe some time after birth. I mean, they've been talking about, about that in Rhode Island, and they've been talking about that out in California that they're just even talking about it should make you ice roll up in your veins that they're talking about. I mean, look, at that point, if you're a woman and you say it's my body and I'm going to do what I'm going to do with my body, uh, if they say you can start killing children that have already come down the birth canal, uh, at that point, you're just uh, trying to say, well, we go along with wholesale murder, slaughter. You know, and and you're no different than the pagans. At least that would make them honest about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still wholesale slaughter. It makes them them pagans. Right. I mean, that's what it is. Don't even even come to me and say you're a Christian at that point. I won't buy it. I just don't. um, There's some things that you do that tells me you're not a Christian. I'm just telling you. You know, when when people tell you that the, the, the law of God is no longer relevant for Christians to rip the Ten Commandments off your wall, which one of them says, thou shalt not commit murder. When you start going that route, then all of a sudden you start being able to endorse all kinds of people and all kinds of things that you would never do if you Is don't. that what the guy yeah. in Atlanta is doing now? Is he saying that the Ten Commandments have no hold over believers? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. He's, he's shaking his head yes, realizing oh, yeah. without realizing that <laughs> you can't hear the rocks rattling. <laughs> <right now. laughs> I, so. I mean, that just amazes me. I mean, it just amazes me that a, a, a quote, a man of God, and mm-hmm. I use that loosely mm-hmm. at that point, would say such a thing. So is there a, is there a particular seat that you think is going to be a surprise to people that they're going to New York? Going to lose? Governorship. I think, really? the, I think the lady's going to lose it. I think that guy's going to win it. I really do. What about uh, Pennsylvania with uh, Oz? I think the, Oz may pull it out. That is, just looking at the numbers... Uh, I don't know how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but 
here's my whole thought about what's happening. You're seeing a replay of the Reagan-Carter election mm. back in the 80s. Because of the finances. Yeah, because of the way the, uh, the, the economy is. I mean, Reagan won that on a Saturday before voting on Tuesday because on Saturday had a debate. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they did their their, their last uh, speech, uh, he, after Carter had gotten done, he looked directly at the camera and he said, you have to decide, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Yeah. And yeah. the answer to that was it's absolutely no. not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Are you better off right now than you were two years ago? Yeah. If you say yes, I'm going to call you a liar. Yeah. Well, unless you're big pharma. Karma. Or, or you just got yeah. an, a, an, an, uh, so much money you can and then just you burn had that it. arrogance of the one guy that says to eat just eat your can of beanie weenies yeah and, that was maloney and just, oh. i don't know why there hasn't been a more clear articulation of, <clears throat> if you have ever wondered what the direction of the left is the last two years made it abundantly clear yeah with what they did during covid and taking people's rights away destroying people's businesses pushing force pushing further even more not just the homosexual agenda the transgender the mutilation of children agenda just the immorality of the left and their total control how they undeniably used twitter and facebook and all the kinds of different media to suppress uh stories for their control if you are still unaware, then you really need to get out of the rock. Okay. In, in the uh, end, I think 53-47 in the Senate, Republican. All right. right. Is there anyone there that's going to be a surprise? Well, Sorry. for the Democrats, they'll all be a surprise. <laughs> all, right. Okay. all right. I'm just saying that uh, as the people that haven't voted yet, and they figure probably 10 to 11 percent haven't voted yet. Mm-hmm. They're all basically turning to the right. Yeah. And they're, they're, a lot of these races that they've been saying are razor thin, I don't think will end up being so razor they thin. They always like, say like, that. Like, like um, you know, um, the pastor that's running down in Atlanta, I think he's going to lose uh, by about four Warnick. or five points. Yeah, a Warnick or something like that. Uh, I'm just saying Reverend King is rolling in his grave because that's the man who yeah, stands yeah. in the pulpit Sundays mm-hmm. in Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. You know, these are people that have run from their first love, supposedly. Yeah. I think the mayor, uh, I think Mayor Scott's going to lose. I think uh, Landers. Landers is going to win. The one that I really want to see happen is see Blue Keller become sheriff of Pulaski County. Uh, that has to happen so we can get the jail under control. But all all the concern, all all of the constitutional offices will be won by Republicans today in our state. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Our whole congressional delegation will be reelected. I don't have any problem. By the way, tomorrow, seven o'clock, uh, in studio, uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman, uh, and we'll be talking about the election. Although they say that we're not going to know who's won in several states until maybe Saturday, maybe a week away from. And that's ridiculous. ridiculous. It should not be that way. But it is the way it is right now because well, we've let it be this way. It takes that long to make up the extra ballots if you've lost, right? So, <laughs> so, did I say that out loud? That's what we would say. That's what I'm we would sorry. say they would have said in Chicago. Yeah. So do all of our uh, – our senators and our congressmen still hold yes. federal elections? Yeah. Yes. And and I want you to know that if, uh, as I believe, we'll hold the Senate, 
that uh, that means John Bozeman will be chairman of the Ag Committee. That's a huge that's, seat. That's a, that's a big one. That's a big one. And then in the House, you've got uh, uh, Bruce Westerman from down in the 4th uh, District. That will be the chairman of the Natural Resources Committee. Uh, uh, French Hill should be a subcommittee for banking. Um, I forget what Womack uh, was looking at. And then Crawford uh, is uh, also looking at another subcommittee. For a state that only has... Three million people? That's a lot of power. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of power. That's that's equivalent almost to the way it was back in the 60s. Uh, and it was all Democrat down here. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, the people, you had uh, the Ways and Means Committee that was controlled by a, uh, Arkansas native and things of that nature. So, so. Cotton, will he have any appointment? Uh, I don't think so, although I... I I, I don't think his uh, his uh, tenure is long enough for him to be like the heads of the armed services. So it's all based on seniority? Yes. Oh, yeah. is it? yes. Yeah. That's how it's all put and broken down. Party and seniority. So uh, Tom Cotton made it very obvious. Yesterday he came out and said, I'm not running for president. Uh, I asked him that question four weeks ago when I was at Hold Their Feet to the Fire, and he gave me the exact same answer. Mm -hmm. So he's evidently made up his mind now that he's not running for president. Uh, That doesn't mean that he wouldn't take up Secretary of Defense if we win the White House back and they offer it to him. Uh, I wouldn't have so much. Pro- I wouldn't have too much problem with that. To be right. honest, get that wokeness right. out of the military. Oh, yeah, you got to get that out. That's pretty bad. There's a lot of stuff to be. Yeah, you 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 see it up close and personal, Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you can't talk about it. You I know? like to keep I, my job. I know. <laughs> I understand that. But the bottom line is that's, that's all that's, I'm going to say that's about what's that. <laughs> going on, and it's going to be interesting when January 9th throws around, and we have the. Uh, the legislature start meeting again, yeah. And I've I've talked to a lot of people that are going to be in the Republican caucus, and uh, get ready about there's going to be war. I think so? Happen, you know, over over um, you know uh, education, school vouchers. Yeah, no, don't use that word. Oh, I'm sorry. Education savings account. Oh, okay, uh, very good. Yeah, <laughs> don't say vouchers anymore. Vouchers, you know, you, you give the teacher union something to grab hold of yeah, and, yeah. and run with okay. language is important right yeah, yeah it definitely is that and uh i uh, i think uh arkansans are going to say you know what we need to do something about this i mean you can't continue to be happy that you're at 49th yeah or yeah. or better way of saying that i've got well, a thank god of, for mississippi right i've got you know? five acres that i bought um a while ago and then when i went to go pay the taxes on it and i don't know you know, because most of the time that was always done through escrow and stuff, and how, you know, right. Well, when I saw this one, I was just shocked. I had no idea that seventy percent of the taxes that you pay go to education. Go to education. I could not believe it, and I, I just and it was like two percent for the police or fire. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Well, that's how you can pay somebody like Doctor Thurman over in Cabot three hundred thousand dollars to be the superintendent. <sighs> Three hundred three hundred thousand dollars. He makes twice as almost twice as much as the mayor of Chicago hmm. and does about as good a job. Yeah. All right, gotta get a break in. So about ten minutes till eight. Wow. It's election day today. Get out and vote. If you're a believer, you gotta get out and vote. If we all went out and vote and voted 
the way the Bible wants us to, there would be huge change in this country. A break on the Dave Ellswick Show. Want to go back and uh, retouch base on abortion and about any sin that's out there. Right. All right. Because God is faithful to forgive us. Yep. If we'll come and confess our sins, he will forgive us for those things. Absolutely. And you can move forward uh, and knowing that you're not condemned. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You, you, You need to know that. And that goes for, you know, if you're a lady and during your early years or whatever, you had an abortion. If it's been eaten at, inside of you mm-hmm. for a long time, it's time to come to God and lay it at his feet and say, Absolutely. you know, for, I, this was wrong. Forgive me for this. And he, he's true to that. He yeah. will do that. Mm-hmm. We I, have, we I, have, had, I had something that I did when I was in college that I'm going to tell you was despicable. All right. And it's only been the last two years that I found true closure, and yeah. it was at the foot of the cross. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we, we obviously beat on abortion today, and uh, both rightly so. Politically and religiously, um, I am tremendously against abortion. But just because I'm against abortion does not mean I am against the person who has had an abortion. Um, it is just sin. And I, I've, I have preached or spoken about abortion before and then had someone come up to me afterwards, obviously angry when they get there, right? And, and well, you didn't know the circumstances in my life, and you didn't know how horribly what you had to say affected me. And it's like, look, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but the obviously... God is dealing with you on that, or you wouldn't have had this reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and the great news is, it's just sin. Yeah. And God is able to take care of that. Um, there is a beautiful place of healing. If you're out there today, and you're struggling with the decision you made, know that there is healing to be had. Um, and you know, feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to reach out to your local pastor, whoever it is. Find someone who can have that conversation with you. Uh, God does not want you to be sitting around guilty. Amen. Amen. There you go. Amen. 100% agree. You're quiet over there, Steve. Yeah, yeah because I'm talking about soft, fluffy things. What are you talking about? No, I just got a text. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. Move closer to the microphone. Just move up on it so we can hear you better when, when you're ready to talk. Okay. I'll just be still for a bit. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. So bottom line, it's just, you know, we didn't, we got a few moments left. Let's talk about something. Because, Steve, you and I touched on it last week. That sometimes it's not a God thing. It's not a Satan thing. Mm. Yeah. It's being a human thing. Right. We often forget. We'll, we'll talk about the, the forces of good and the forces of evil. And, and often we leave out. And the forces of the human spirit. Um, we, we have a choice in all of that. We it's, all move absolutely. towards sin. I mean, Paul even talked yep. about that. Yep. Uh, I try not to beat myself up when I find myself in my in my weak moments. Um, and, and yes, everyone sitting in the studio also has weak moments. So um, some have more than others. <laughs> well, well, then we'll pray for you, my brother. If that's what you're. I mean, uh, uh, yes, uh, but I have to. I mean, you obviously have to fight against those things. But 
uh, I acknowledge that that is how we are until we are absolutely made perfect. And by the way, that will mean your death. So don't wish for that just too quickly there. Uh, until I'm made perfect, there are going to be things I struggle against. But there's, the, there's the, the key. I am struggling against those things. I'm not going, well, that's just the way God made me, so I'm going to embrace that sin. Well, Scott, you might know off the top of your head, what's the, what's the, the biblical verses where Paul's talking, I do those things that I don't want to do, yeah, you know, then I Rome, do the things I shouldn't do. And, Romans 7. Okay. Yeah, he said the things I don't want to do are the very things that I do do. And yeah, he goes back and forth. I mean, it's really, it, it's true. It's yeah. just being human. And, yeah. he, and, he, and, he said, and he clarifies a little bit. He says, because what's, in, he said, what's inside my members my body is the, flesh. the law of sin and death. That's said, right. But in my heart is the law of God, and these things are fighting each other. Right. And he said, I'm going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. You know, we we look out at our country right now, and if you're a follower of Christ and you cannot see the spiritual battle that's being waged in our country. Right, right. You know, you're not opening your eyes. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit. There's things happening in our country that uh, – it's that whole the whole flesh thing. Yeah, that's what and, it is. And to those who would go, hey, the Bible guys seem to have spent almost the entire day talking about uh, politics rather than religion. Understand that from my point of view, politics is a political expression of religion, and we've talked about that, right? So, uh, a lot of the things that we would consider, uh, Pastor Scott was just talking about that. A lot of the things that we would consider political were religious first, and therefore they're well within my realm. They're well within our realm to have that conversation. Uh, and potentially more important for us to be having that conversation, right? This is not a political decision. This is choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve sort of decisions. Uh, abortion is not a political decision. Abortion is a, are you going to believe God or are you going to believe your own sinful nature? Period, plain and simple. From my point of view, this is not a political thing. So I'm absolutely within my realm to speak on. I so. feel the same way about tithing. Absolutely. All right. I mean, if you. Will you steal from God or not? That's that, the question. That's exactly right. I mean, he says, test me. Yeah. Test me. That's the only thing he ever says, test me on. And he said, test me. Yeah. See if what I'm telling you is not true. This is what Paul says, uh, related back to that scripture. It says, for what I am doing, I do not understand. And for what I will do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. Yeah. So Paul goes through this, what we all go through. That we want to do right, but many times we wind up doing wrong. But of because course, Paul, we have a purge since the fall. That's right. Yeah, and so that's that's something to be to be to to run to the arms of 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 the Savior to find that forgiveness and that lifting off of that burden off of your life. So whether it's been uh, whether it was a you know a abortion or whether it was stealing something or whether it was you know bad thoughts, whether it was adultery, whatever whatever it might be, there's Maybe always forgiveness. Maybe it beats your wife or whatever. Yeah, there's always forgiveness in Jesus. Amen. Always forgiveness. That's it. you got to always remember that. But you got to have the law to understand forgiveness. Amen. That is where Paul starts Romans at. Yep. All right, for you to understand that. All right, we're out of time. Guys, it's always a pleasure to have you in here. I love when you guys are here because they're good brothers. Day. By the way, one last thing before we take the, the end of this uh, this hour, and that is uh, many of you remember uh, Dr. Terry Yamauchi, who uh, came on my show to talk about uh, infectious diseases. He was a he was a very very brilliant man. Uh, 
we found I found out yesterday through a call that he had passed away on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to have dinner with him this coming week, and that's not going to happen. And it really knocked me off of my feet yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. He was an older man, eighty-two years, close to eighty-two years old, but still. He was. He looked good to me. Yeah, he did look good to me. And uh, but he's passed on. He's through the veil. He's on the other side. Uh, the only thing that I wish is that I'd spent more time talking Jesus with him. Amen. All right, a break, and then I'm back at nine o'clock. Let's move into uh, the 9 o'clock hour, final hour of this Election Day, uh, Dave Ellswick show. Been a good show thus far. We want to thank Akash for being with us from uh, Americans for Prosperity. Bible guys, we're here. We're going to talk about something that a lot of people have been uh, questioning for quite some time now, and that's tech. where, where does you know technology uh, sit as far as our democracy is uh, concerned. I mean, if you listen to the, the left, the left thinks that it's okay, technology is great, as long as it's, uh, you know, controlling free speech and uh, they can tell you exactly what to believe and uh, what you can talk about. Uh, I tend to think when you talk about free speech, that means you get to talk, uh, you need to talk about uh, whatever is on your mind. So we're going to talk about that with our guest, Scott. Scott, how are you today on the Dave Ellswick Show? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me, Dave. Yeah, let's talk about this. Big tech, uh, is it dangerous to uh, our republic? Well, most certainly. Um, and by the way, I'm an executive director of Restore Us Institute. Okay. And uh, what we what we do, and you know, how I can put this in perspective, where my voice is coming from, is we um, for big tech, for the internet overall, uh, we um, are for accountability over them because right now U.S. policy um, for. I think it's, you know, it's five administrations, 13 Congresses, and 17 Supreme Court justices have not protected uh, the American people or minors uh, online from online harms or crimes for 25 years. And so that's how big tech grew up, and it was completely unfettered, and why it's out of control, and why you're having the problem you're having right now, where um, they are in control of uh, these platforms that are much larger than every anyone could have ever imagined before and that size and reach and impunity that they have to do whatever they want is very very troubling i mean people think they have freedom online they they do not they've largely lost their freedom online 
Well, you're sure not free to talk about what you want to, uh, to talk about. And it seems like to me the left, for instance, this was discussed not more than yesterday on The View. And I, I'm not a big fan of theirs, uh, but uh, I listen to what they're talking about because they hold sway over a lot of people about what they think uh, is going on. And, and you got people that are saying, uh, yeah, you know, I believe in freedom of speech. But, you know, when you talk about that freedom of speech, that's not the kind of freedom of speech that should be allowed on, uh, like, Twitter. And I'm thinking to myself, what they just said was word salad. They don't believe in freedom of speech in any way, shape, or form. They only believe that you're talking about and that you're uh, sharing with people their thoughts. Well, Dave, you know the reason why it is this way? It's because big tech wants it that way. Oh, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. What they've done is they have, from the beginning, there was one court case which was about um, content moderation. And essentially the Internet, even though it covers everything, there is one law of the Internet, which is defamation, and that's nuts in the sense that, you know, um, most 95 percent of the problems on the Internet have nothing to do with defamation or free speech. And those are t- totally ignored. But what they do is they want everybody focused. So like, everybody's talking about free speech and upset about it, and rightfully so. But the thing is, is they know that they have basically got both sides looking at the exact same thing and the right sees censorship and the left sees misinformation and both sides are embedded in their view of that item and you know like irreconcilably aren't going to budge i neither one and so as long as they know as big tech knows that they have both parties addicted to their online advertising. That's where most of the money comes from. And that issue is there to uh, where they can fight over it and scratch each other's eyes out. It continues, and big tech laughs its way to the bank every single day. They have completely um, gamed the system, and they're in control of it. Okay, so is is the main uh, point of this that... uh Number one, we haven't done anything about communications, per se, since newspapers and telephones came into into vogue. Maybe a little bit about TV or whatever, but nothing really about what's going on on the Internet. That That's not really talked seriously, except when you hear some people say, look— these are supposed to be platforms. They're supposed to be like bulletin boards where people can say what they want, post what they want. Uh, but they've taken the place of being publishers, and they the, these groups are saying, we're only going to publicize what we agree with. Is that the main the main argument right now, the, the main fight? Well, um, it, it, it's, I think uh, – um, I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. I'm saying it, it's also more complicated. Okay. Uh, in a sense that the, the government gave them immunity, which was a, uh, which was a mistake. Yes. I mean they over they focused on the uh, on this and basically said we're going to give immunity for people to be good moderators. Well, then that same policy of you know no accountability there or everywhere else basically allows you know, platforms over the years to lie, cheat, and steal. You know, it isn't like they became trillionaire companies um, 
on their own, and they will tell you all the time, oh, we earned this. In 2007, I predicted, I testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee when they, uh, on Google, and said, of course, they're going to be a monopoly. If you let them buy DoubleClick, it's a, a no-brainer. They will. I was dead right 15 years ago. That's what happened. In 2010, the House Judiciary Committee asked me to come in and uh, say, what do we think about big tech? And, you know, it was just, it wasn't big tech yet. It was social media. I said, these are all going to be, or many of them are going to be monopolies dead right again and that's because the policy when you if you can cheat if you have a cheater's charter and a liar's license and you can do whatever you want to others i mean who can compete with that you know there's the, the rules of the game were um you know they they were given impunity and they ran with it and they abused it and congress in both parties didn't do anything about it all right so Explain to us, because you just said something that I found interesting. You said that was social media. This is big tech. What's the difference? Size. Okay. Um, big tech is um, ginormous, humongous. Let me just give you a couple of stats just to drive, okay. drive this point home. Um, the top four big tech companies, their um, revenues are larger than the U.S. government's uh, domestic budget. Wow. Um, their uh, free cash flow, you put it together, it would allow them to fund the, the world's fourth largest military every single year. That's big. Yeah, that's that real. That's real big. Audience. I mean, that kind of power. I mean, they own Washington in a lot of areas. Because the, the amount of money they have and they can put to work. I mean, last time I looked, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, a few hundred billion dollars of cash. And, you know, um, the, how you can influence the, every process, the legal process or the electoral process. In any way, they can bring more money to bear than anybody else. And it's overwhelmingly powerful and very troubling. And very dangerous. Absolutely. Very dangerous. All right. So let's come back and talk and finish up our conversation here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And you tell us what does Congress need to do and what do people who are living under big tech and big tech is, you know, it's having an effect on each and every citizen in this country. How do we fight back? We'll find out when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about our good buddies over at uh, Your Health Plan, man. Got the powerful team that's there ready to help you. Uh, that's Pat, Josh, his son, and Corey, his son-in-law. And they're going to treat you better. They custom-build health plans with what's important for you. Not important for everybody else, for you. Uh, no government-controlled subsidies needed. Uh, those needed subsidies that a lot of people have are crazy. Ultimately, they will go away. Uh, private health plans that pay you to go to the doctor. That's right. You get a check because you go to the doctor, and they're available all year round. And here's the other thing they do. They, they help block out the middleman, and that middleman is taking a lot of money from you. 
uh, a lot of people who run these health organizations, these uh, health uh, plans, uh, you know, you pay your co-ops, you pay your your uh, deductibles, uh, they pay for the different uh, things that you undergo, procedures, and if there's money left over, it doesn't come back to you, it goes to usually the insurance company. So the health plan man's ready to uh, change all that for you. Give them a chance to show you how they can help you and how to stop getting ripped off by the health care system. Call or text them now at 501-605-6935. Again, their local number, 501-605-6935, or visit them online at yourhealthplanman.com. All right, if you missed my earlier part of my show today, uh, you may have missed my announcement I made about Dr. Terry Yamauchi, who uh, appeared on my show uh, a lot. Uh, and he, he has for the last 15 years that I've been, you know, I've been on the air for 23 years, but 15 of those, he would come on my show whenever I asked him to. It didn't matter, you know, was it last minute? He'd figure out a way to get over here and sit down. He was the head of infectious diseases for a long time over at Children's and at UAMS here in Little Rock. And uh, during the COVID outbreak, I had him on several times. He was the one that was telling you that, you know, he didn't think that masks did any good unless you had one special type of mask that, uh, you know, doctors basically wear and that those were very hard at that time to get. And uh, talking about, you know, telling people uh, closing schools down and things of that nature was going to cause more problems than it was going to solve. And just uh, you know, told people the best way to keep from getting COVID was to, um, you know, Keep yourself at home if you were an older American and not get out in the public. Well, uh, Terry uh, passed away over the weekend. Uh, He evidently uh, had a medical problem that he wasn't aware of until the very last moment, and it took his life. So uh, I was supposed to have dinner with him next week. We had talked about that, and uh, that's not going to happen now. And he was a good friend. A very good friend, in fact. He was a guy that always offered you some really uh, uh, positive strokes whenever you saw him. And he would fly and he would swim upstream, so to speak, and go against, you know, what uh, the State Department of uh, Health was saying. And that a lot of the things they were doing weren't doing anything at all. And he'll be sorely missed. You don't get that many people in your lifetime like Terry Yamauchi. And just wanted to let you know that he passed away and uh, we're going to miss him. And I know I'm going to miss him a lot. All right, let's get back to talking about big tech here. Really important. Where can people go online to find out the stuff that you guys have written about big tech? Well, um, uh, we're at RestoreUsInstitute.org, and we, you know, big tech is part of the Internet technology problem. They're the, the biggest abusers of it. So if you, you know, what we're, what we're focused on is bringing accountability to them, but every other Internet problem there is as well. So that's RestoreUsInstitute.org, you know, three words. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there's a... Uh, a petition there and a, a declaration of independence from unchecked technological tyranny that you can uh, sign. And what you'd say, well, what, what is the tyranny you've all lost? There's 
simply three. Uh, there's 20 grievances in it, but first, it in, inhumanely prioritizes protecting technology over protecting people. Mm-hmm. That's what U.S. policy does. Second, it grants unjustly technology impunity over people, which we talked about earlier. And then the third thing is it empowers technology or big tech to control and govern with you without any rights, process, or access to justice. So, uh, you know, people think the Internet is, is free and, uh, and, and, and open and everything, but, you know, you've also lost a lot of your, um, your human rights, your dignity, uh, um, you're really commercial chattel. You are an inanimate object, a product or an, an avatar or data that are bought and sold every day online. And so um, your freedom isn't what um, you've been led to believe. But there's also, you can, we have a movement that's starting it, just the mindful many that are trying to bring sanity to this. And then you can also donate. But I mean, people of good, you know, good people have to stand up and do something about this because uh, the internet unaccountability policy is is the source and the root cause of all the internet problems. So, and most of your, your, your listeners have, either been a, or their loved ones have been a victim of some type of cyber crime, identity theft, cyber bullying, cyber harassment, or one of the money kinds of fraud. And we're the only one out there right now that has a universal solution to all of those. Uh, um, and what it is, is we want to restore constitutional authority over the internet. Hmm. And because in 1996, it, constitutional authority applied and the government basically decided we we're going to have, uh, you know, anarchy, an absence of government, the Wild West Internet policy it was known. And uh, it's only going to get worse until we restore constitutional authority over the U.S. Internet. So please help us, restoreusinstitute.org. To, to we, this is mindless madness out there. All right. It's so one thing you can do to help. Did you see the story today? Uh the gentleman over in Russia who has always denied that he was doing anything to try to affect our elections came out and said, of course, I'm trying to, you know, affect your uh, uh, elections. And he's got like three different farms. He calls them farms. And he's got people working on the Internet all day long uh, to feed all kinds of misinformation uh, into the United States. And they said that uh, uh, Iran and uh, there was another country involved in it as well. These guys, they've got these farms as well. So it seems like to me the Congress needs to get involved from what you're talking about, about big tech, and get some things taken care of, and then get some things taken care of as far as internationally as well. But how do we do that? Is it just by Congress acting? Is that all that we need them to do? No, it's a whole of government problem, and that's why we're looking at it. it. You know, the policy is not only the Congress has done, but the executive branch has had an executive order that has made it, you know, minimal regulation of internet companies, and then the um, Supreme Court has only had one decision based on 1997 reality. And you won't believe this, but you know, people use the internet. Just a few percent of them in 1997. Um, an average of 30 minutes a month, a month. So that would mean people were using it a minute a day. Right. I mean, it just it was a nothing burger back then. But that is what the all of Supreme Court's 
precedent and you know view of the internet is antiquated and so they're part of the problem too all right so if if you were going to appear in front of uh, uh, one of these congressional senatorial committees what's the first thing you would tell them they need to do um restore constitutional authority to to the internet because right now it is wild west it is totally out of control uh if you want to look at it's the reason why the um we are aiding and abetting the russians and the chinese the chinese we have six thousand cyber espionage cases against them at the fbi they have had their free reign stolen all of our secrets the russians laugh every day with ransomware they're they're backing the cyber crime um, our we, our economy is you know half as uh, is is slower than it was before. It's much more concentrated and disproportionate for, towards big tech and toward towards the few. Um, you go look at our culture. You look at our society. You look at every aspect of it, and this unaccountability policy has made it worse. And people are wondering why, you know, three quarters of Americans are saying, well, we're on the wrong track or this is bad or we're pessimistic about the future. It's U.S. policy that is allowing all of those bad things that people have seen and felt to run on autopilot. Right. It's approved anarchy online on autopilot. Got to jump in. I've got 30 seconds. Give them that uh, website to go to again to be able to sign this uh, piece of paper. RestoreUsInstitute.org. Three three words, and there's a pe- petition there, and you can join the movement, and you can donate. But thank you okay. very much, David, for this time. No problem. We'll have you back on in the near future. We'll talk uh, a little bit more in depth about this problem that we're facing here in our own country. With that said, i got to get to the news. Let's do that right now. All right, let's move into the last few moments right now of my show. I'll be back with you again tonight at 8 o'clock. Remember that we will start our coverage, election night coverage, at 6 o'clock. Salem Radio Network, our our owner, uh, will be broadcasting from 6 o'clock until 1 a.m. tomorrow morning. And so you can follow right along with what's going on, how many seats the Republicans have when they reach that point where they take over uh, the House. I don't think that anybody is saying that won't happen. Or perhaps they take over the Senate. I believe they will win the Senate tonight, and I do believe that uh, they will win a big uh uh, win in the House tonight. I'm I'm calling. Most people are calling for like a 20 uh, gain in the House. I think it's going to be double that. And I do believe that, and uh, not just one Senate seat is going to change. I believe that four Senate seats will change. And if both of those things happen, and, and this is in a in a scenario that things break the Republicans' way. Uh, And I think that uh, the independent voters out there are showing that they are breaking to the right towards Republicans. Then uh, we'll have about an extra three seats that we've or four seats that we've picked up uh, in the in the Senate, which effectively, if we have the Senate and the House uh, Republicans, uh, then the president becomes a lame duck president because he'll not be able to do anything anything as far as getting any legislation for the most part uh you know uh passed 
uh, in the House or in the Senate. So that's uh, what will happen. Uh, the turnout uh, that we've had here uh, in uh, Arkansas has been well uh, early voting, I think they said we had about 15,000 additional votes uh, than what we had in in uh, 2018 or 2020. And then, uh, for instance, over in Georgia, uh, that hotly contested Senate seat between Herschel Walker and uh, the Democrat uh, uh, incumbent, uh, they've had 2.5 million votes already cast in uh, the Peach State, so keep keep that in mind as uh, well. Uh, like I said, I'm a little bit more uh, positive about what's going to happen uh, tonight. I know Charlie Math- uh, Matheson, who's a, a journalist uh, and uh, does a lot in politics, uh, wrote on Monday for Political that the midterms have all the underpinnings of what he described as a disaster. He said this year's election is going to be a train wreck. Now, you've heard, I've heard, everybody's heard uh, that uh, they're going to be slow in uh, getting the results out from some of these uh, states. I wouldn't be surprised if Pennsylvania it took till Thursday or Friday to know what's going on there because the lawyers are already getting involved. Uh, you know, Fetterman's campaign is already challenging uh, a state Supreme Court ruling that says that if your uh, uh, ballot, mail-in ballot, gets there later than the day of the election, that it's not to be counted. I mean, that's a law now in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, and they're trying to take it uh, to uh, federal court. And I think they're going to have a problem there uh, just because by the Constitution, uh, elections are not run by the federal government. They're run by state governments. And so they're, they're going to be asking for uh, a federal court and it would end up in the Supreme Court probably if it had to go there. And I think that the Supreme Court would rule uh, that the uh, the states have the right to set up what rules they will do uh, in in uh, in voting. All right, some other things that's going on right now. Uh, in a second setback in as many weeks for GOP efforts to hand audit elections. A judge in Arizona ruled Monday that Cochise County could not proceed with a plan to count ballots manually this week based on Republican mistrust of voting machines. What I think they need to do is a forensic audit. We'll see if they can get that done where you run it through the computer and it tabulates and then you do a hand look at it to see if both of them line up. If they don't, then something's not right. Then there's something that's not right. The Washington Post saying election officials fear counting delays will help fuel claims of fraud. Of course it's going to. We got all of this technology now that's supposed to make this run a lot smoother. And uh, if we start seeing a lot of questionable things going on, uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. I mean, as I've had people on talking about election integrity here on my show, um, 
I have brought up that several times. How is these uh, elections this year going to be different than two years ago? Because if it starts going the way it went two years ago, there's going to be all kinds of rumors in the window, whether they're true or not, uh, put out there. So um, the more people lose faith in our electoral process, uh, the more uh, cases of being able uh, to do things uh, that are not good for American citizens. Uh, on CNN Business, Twitter, who re- recently sold the billionaire Elon Musk, could be a new wild card in the uh, midterms. And by the way, CEO Musk placed his Twitter fingers heavily on the GOP side of the election scales uh, yesterday, that according to The Hill and The New York Times. Reuters saying that election deniers on ballots on Tuesday, including Republicans who support uh, former President Trump's false claims that he won the 2020 election, aimed to run the 2024 presidential uh, vote. Uh, So these are things that you're going to want to keep an eye on and watch these stories as they unfold tonight. We'll get started at 8 o'clock local uh, races. I've got my my lists of all the races that are being uh, voted on tonight, and we'll be talking about, you know, do we pick up any uh, seats uh, for the Republicans in the Senate? Do we pick up any seats uh, in the, uh, the House? Uh, do the Republicans hold on to all of the constitutional offices? And we'll also have the results as they come in. Uh, for the uh, issues one, two, three, and four uh, tonight as well. Then we'll be joined by a lot of different people here in the studio starting off right at 8 o'clock. Ann Clemmer will be here, former state uh, representative, former teacher of political science uh, at uh, UA Arkansas, and uh, we'll be talking to her. We'll be talking to Ryan Norris from Americans for Prosperity. He'll join us. And uh, uh, Shane Stacks will be here, former JP in Pulaski County. He'll be on as well. On the phone and calling in, we'll have Robert Steinbach, of course, a law professor over at uh, uh, the law school here in uh, Little Rock. We'll have uh, folks... uh, uh, we're going we're to be talking to Rhett Hatcher. He'll be with us, and uh, others will be joining us uh, throughout the night. I expect to hear from a lot of uh, politicals as well, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be covering it. And as we get concession speeches and, and winning speeches, we'll bring those to you as we can as well. But right now, got to get a last break in here for the Dave Ellswick Show on a uh, Tuesday. Tomorrow, let me remind you that at 8 o'clock, or 7 o'clock, pardon me, we'll be joined by Congressman Hill and Congressman Westerman, who will be in to talk about the election and the the results. Uh, After uh, everything's coming in, I'm going to go downtown and visit with Senator Bozeman. I've been invited over to visit with him, and I'm going to do that uh, a little later on tonight. 
I'll be uh, not getting much sleep over the next few days, but that's just the way it is at election time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's uh, remember uh, East End Towing and what they can do for you. Uh, They have the equipment. I've always been talking about they have the knowledge uh, of how to handle any situation that you're in, but they have also the equipment that they need uh, to handle any situation that you're in. And And that's not just talking about uh, you know, towing cars. Uh, we're talking about what do you do when you got a boat on a trailer and it breaks down? What do you do when you have a camper? What do you do when you got a Type A camper, Class A, and uh, you need to pull that big baby uh, off the side of the road and, and get it somewhere where it can be fixed or an 18 wheeler? They can do it all because they're East End Towing. And no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it for you. All you have to do is call them at East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. We'll know later tonight, at least in some cases, you know, what's going on as far as the House and Senate. Uh, I believe we'll know pretty quickly what's going on with the constitutional offices We'll have to see uh, about the uh, issues that are out there, one, two, three, four, and uh, see what uh, what's going on with those. A couple of stories that are interesting I'd like to talk to you about <clears throat> while we finish up today's uh, show. Uh, a, a whistleblower has emerged alleging that President Biden was actively involved in his son's business dealings. Now, you've not heard much about this. No big surprise, because it's a Democrat that they're talking about. If this had been President Trump, my God, they'd been all over 24-7, you know, every second. They've been bringing the story to you. The Daily Mail reporting that Joe Biden was involved in his son Hunter's foreign business deals while he was vice president. This according to a new whistleblower with direct knowledge claims. The whistleblower has identified themselves to Senate investigators, but asked to remain anonymous for fear of reprisals. The informant says they were party to a 2012 conference call involving then-VP Joe Hunter, uh, 52, his business partner Jeff uh, Cooper, 53, late Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid, and his son, Key Reid, who was also in business with Hunter. Uh, Daily Mail reporting that. Radar saying the phone call was allegedly in connection to a venture into online gambling in Latin America at the time. And although then-VP Biden was active in the phone call, he was reportedly only involved as a, quote, silent partner to the venture. This would be just the latest whistleblower to come forward claiming President Biden was directly involved in his 52-year-old son's overseas uh, business dealings, which is illegal and is a felony, just so you know. And then in a really interesting story, political, not a conservative magazine, Claims voting machines can be hacked. That's right. This is political. The same people who said 
You couldn't hack them back in 2020. Look, they haven't gotten worse. They've gotten better, supposedly. So how come they can be hacked now and they couldn't be two years ago? Daily Wire reporting the Beltway's favorite left-wing propaganda outlet is dabbling in some election denying by wondering if certain voting machines can be trusted in today's election. If you're confused by this warning, having previously be, been, uh, you've been admonished uh, by the Democratic Party and their all-too-eager media allies, that anybody who dares question the integrity of a U.S. election is a fascist and a threat to democracy. It's understandable, but please try to keep up. Uh, Here's what political saying. The 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet, there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine today's vote. That's, That's political. That was reported by Twitter that they said that. And uh, so now, you know, they're going to start setting up the, uh, the the scenario, I guess, that they'll deny that they've had uh, elections uh, that were uh, true. So what are they going to do with the January 6th committee who said uh, all of these uh, liars that uh, the election was uh, thrown, uh, you don't need to be thrown in jail. It's going to be interesting to see how they work their way around this one. And the Russian entrepreneur, I I mentioned this to our guest in the last hour, is uh, now admitting that he's been meddling in U.S. elections. According to the AP, Kremlin-connected entrepreneur uh, Yevny Prigozhi admitted yesterday that he had interfered in U.S. elections and would continue to do so confirming for the first time the accusations that he has rejected for years. Quote, gentlemen, we've interfered, are interfering, and will continue to interfere. Carefully, precisely, surgically, and in our own way as we know how to do. He boasted in remarks posted on social media. It was the second major admission in recent months by the 61-year-old businessman who has ties to Russian President Vladimir Putin. He also went on to previously that he had previously sought to keep his activities under the radar, uh, but now appears increasingly interested in gaining political clout in Russia, although his goal in doing so has not yet been made immediately uh, clear. CBS reporting that uh, he's a, the financial benefactor behind a so-called Russian troll farm, previously called the Internet Research a- Agency, the group which has changed its name multiple times, creates and uses inauthentic social media pages to spread misinformation or incendiary speech to affect voters and sow discord. Such organizations are believed to exist in Russia, China, and Iran, at least, with the same intent. So, something to 
uh, keep uh, your eye on. And I'm sure you've heard uh, and seen uh, the video of the president uh, saying that he wants to shut down the coal industry. I mean, he said that, and Manchin went nuts in West Virginia. He didn't have any, uh, you know, he, he didn't have any problem understanding what the president was saying. Here's the thing to remember. When the president says something, believe it. You know, he, he's speaking at many times. He's telling you what they're going to do. And this is a perfect example. Now, the press secret, uh, secretary uh, said during Monday's White House press briefing that President Biden vowed to, quote, here's what he said, shut down coal plants all over America was twisted by the press. How do you twist that? That's pretty clear if you ask me. Addressing the crowd at a rally in San Diego County on Friday, Biden suggested that coal plants should be shuttered because they are no longer economically viable and also dirty energy would be the other thing he would say. Now, even Democrats are upset about this, reported by the uh, National Review and on Twitter, uh, Manchin's account. West Virginia Senator Jan, uh, Joe Manchin, President Biden's comments are not only outrageous and divorced from reality, uh, they ignore the severe economic pain the American people are feeling because of rising energy costs. Comments like these are the reason the American people lost trust in President Biden and instead believe he does not understand the need to have an all-in energy policy that would help our nation totally be energy independent and secure. But we're going to find out if they're really thinking that when they tabulate the votes later tonight. Remember, I'll be back with you 8 o'clock this evening with our panel. We'll give you all the local uh, that's going on as far as voting goes. And then uh, Salem will have everything for you nationally right here on your election coverage 2022. And that is 101.1 FM, The Answer. And I'll see you tonight. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.